This is Author Talk, presented by Author House, the leading provider of services to help authors publish, promote, and sell their books around the world. Author Talk is a show about new books and the authors who wrote them. It's an opportunity for prospective readers to hear directly from the writers, to hear what inspired them to write and publish, and to hear all the inside details about their books. Here is Author Talk with host Steve Jorgensen. The title of the book, Whitey on the Ranch, and the author is Staten Weldon, and Staten joins us now on Author Talk. Hello, Staten. Hello, and how are y'all today? I hope you're doing fine. Well, we're just having a great time, and we're going to have an even greater time because we're going to talk about Whitey. Because uh, Whitey, a white truck, and this is uh, the main character in your children's book, Whitey on the Ranch. Why did you write this? Where did you come up with this story? Well, I had been telling different stories about the truck <clears throat> to different people, and they said, you know, you need to write some of these uh, stories down. And I said, oh, I can't remember them all. And they said, well, just while you're riding along in the truck, just make a little note here and there. And I did that for about a year, just taking notes. And one day I just put them together and wrote them up. And uh, I thought, well, now, what am I going to do with this? I said, I'll just keep it for the grandchildren to read. And... uh a couple of other people had read the book. You know, they read the uh, outline of it that I had, and they said, you need to have this published. And so I got to thinking about it. I tweeted on it a little bit, and we came up with Whitey on the Ranch. Well, and though it's, you know, it's a children's book, and, of course, uh, Whitey is fiction part of the book because this truck uh this truck talks doesn't it yes that uh <laughs> when people ask me if it's fiction or non-fiction i say it's 99 percent uh non-fiction and one percent fiction because the truck is talking and truck but everything else is exactly right and the way it happened well, you know, because you're a rancher, you're a Texas rancher with three thousand acres of, uh, of a lot of work, is what it is, right? Yes, it is. Well, let's let's uh, talk about Whitey. Uh, why name him Whitey? Well, it is a white truck. It's a white GMC nineteen ninety seven three quarter ton truck, and. Uh, in just referring to the different trucks on the ranch, there's Whitey and there's Red and there was Blue and we just had our we just used the color for the names instead of the whatever model they happen to be. Well, and Whitey uh, really feels that the owner must be you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That the owner is quite intelligent, so he gives them quite a unique name. Uh, tell us the name and why he gives them the name. Why does Whitey give you the name? Well, he gives me the name Brilliant because Whitey always wanted to work on a ranch. That was his dream, to go to a ranch and do cattle work and everything else that pertains to ranching operations or procedures. So he thinks you're pretty smart because you chose him. That's right. He was very proud of the fact that he was uh, chosen by me. But as the time and years went back, he began to think that maybe I wasn't near as smart <laughs> as he thought I was. <laughs> and the names change, and we'll talk about that. Uh, but right away... You do something to protect what he believes is his beauty. Now he, you know, he says that Brilliant really cared about protecting my beauty. What what was that all about? What did you do? Well, what I did was I made sure that I had bumper guards around it uh, and put bumper guards in front of it so that limbs and things wouldn't hit the radiator. The uh, headlights were protected. I put a big, uh, what they call a headache rack. It's a cover that goes over the back of the window, the rear window. So limbs and things, if you're backing up and you don't really see what's back there, you won't bust out your window by hitting something. So it's just 
all the uh, the gear that you need to uh, do the job and uh, protect the truck as much as you can. That's right. And Whitey really appreciated that. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 he, you know, and he also appreciated some uh, new tires. Uh, what, what you know, you had a certain name for the factory tires. What did you call them? I called them tiptoe through the tulip tires <laughs> because they're about six ply tires with two ply side walls on them, and they wouldn't last fifteen minutes on the ranch. <laughs> so, what kind of tires did you put on, Whitey? I put on macho 12-ply mud digging. No, it was sand digging, mud spreading, I think. No, it was cattleway spreading tires. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and also in this book, there are a lot of great illustrations. Now, how did you bring that all to pass? Well, uh, I had lots of conversations with... uh, the illustrator, and I didn't realize, even though I thought I had given a perfect description of all of those illustrations within the story, I had one heck of a time getting that idea over to the illustrator because we went through I don't know how many pictures and they just couldn't get it down. There is one picture there of uh, Whitey going, chasing the calf, and the calf is going out into the pasture, and the cow is behind the gate. It took about an hour and 40 minutes of conversation to get that picture done the way I wanted it done. They drew everything in the world, and I would correct it and correct it, and I finally had to give them a phone call, and I said, let's go through this step by step. <laughs> well, you got a great product, a finished product. Uh, I'm sure you're real pleased with it. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. You know, because people, let's face it, today 98% of the people don't have any idea about what rural life is or what a cow is or anything right. about uh, my occupation. And I have to be very patient with people because, in the same token, I have no idea about what they do, you know, and I'd have just as much trouble trying to explain or draw or whatever it is uh, of what they do. So I understand it completely. How long have you been a rancher? I have been a rancher. I am 71 years old now. I was born into ranching on both sides of my family. Because the places were small, I could not go into it until the until my father passed away and my uncle's because the two places just weren't big enough, you know, to support more than that. But I helped off and on on the ranches. I moved back to Crow, Texas, after receiving a degree in sociology and psychology from uh, Western State College in Gunnison, Colorado. And uh, But I came back and started teaching and got an education degree from uh, Texas A&I University and I coached here in Curl, Texas. I coached in the junior high because coaches have a tendency to move all over the country. I did not want to move anywhere. I wanted to be a rancher, and I just had to wait my turn. Well, we're glad you waited your turn because this is a great little story, and I guess it was important to get some kind of a psychology degree because you wouldn't have understood Whitey without it. That's true. There's lots of, I wouldn't have understood cattle without it. No, no. I should have gotten a degree in uh, cattle psychology instead of human psychology. Well, well Whitey says that uh, we stopped at this place that didn't smell real good, and there were a lot of creatures making a lot of noise. That must have been a, a big uh, rude awakening for Whitey. Yes, that was an auction market, and... Uh, it, we have a local auction market here, and the person that runs it is uh, one of my very best friends. And I always stopped there, and I, all of my friends would be there. And I was proud of my truck, and my truck was proud to have me as an owner. And so I had to show it off. 
And he didn't know too much about this thing called a cattle guard. What? What? Why didn't he understand that? Well, he's new. Uh, it's just just the terminology that a lot of people wouldn't be uh, familiar with. A cattle guard is just a hole in the ground with rails across it, so you can cross it without having to open the gate every time you get there. But the cattle and can't then, cross it, huh, because they'd fall in it? Yes, they see that hole, and it uh, deters them from crossing it. Now, you also talk about the different cattle that is on your ranch. Uh, give us some of the uh, different types of cattle that Whitey is starting to get to know. Well, I really only have uh, my cows are Hereford cows. They're red with white faces. And uh, the bulls on them are Brahmin bulls. And the cross is called an F1 Brayford heifer. And I raise these Brayford heifers until they're ready to be bred or are, or are bred. They make wonderful mama cows for the commercial cattle people in our area because of the heat and the humidity and everything. They sustain their uh, condition very well. Now, you like to go down the road. You like to take Whitey down the road to Galveston to, uh, I guess, to see your daughter. But uh, Whitey's starting to change your name. He, now he's starting to call you, instead of brilliant, somewhat brilliant. What's that all about? Well, uh, <laughs> just the way I treated it, like at the uh, first of the book, I described that we went about 10 miles an hour for the first 10,000 miles and about 20 miles an hour for after 20,000 and 30 and on up to 40. And I'm not a fast driver, and I guess you could call it a little exaggeration that I only drove 40 on Highway 45, <laughs> <laughs> but it was probably 50 or 55. And, of course, everybody's been on the interstates. And, you know, if you're not going 75, you're going to get run over. (laughs) Well, Whitey was in desperate uh, terror the whole time with 18-wheelers coming up behind (laughs) him at 85 miles an hour. So you became somewhat brilliant then. You weren't too smart anymore. No, no, I wasn't near smart because I was fixing to get him run over. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, he, later on, you go from somewhat brilliant to average intelligence. Yes. What did he? What was he thinking? What was Whitey thinking? Well, Whitey was thinking that uh, when I first got it, I would take very good care of it. When it came to limbs and things like that, I'd make sure nothing hit it. Or, but as time went on, I would take really unnecessary type trips in it out across the pasture through some brush or chasing something in it, you know, that wasn't doing quite right, and uh, bumping him across ravines and big gullies and everything. And so he didn't take too highly of that. So he just took me down to average intelligence. <laughs> Well, you proved everyone that you got more than average intelligence because you published a book, and uh, your friends uh, are rather surprised. Yes, they are. When I first showed up with it, nobody had any idea at all that I was doing it. The only people that knew was my wife and my daughter because they were the ones that ended up doing the editing in the book. You know, because everybody's got to have an editor. And in truth, very little was changed uh, from the story. And um, now I've forgotten what the question was. You <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just talking about how impressed your friends uh, oh, were yes, when they that found out it. that you published this book. Yes, and they, when I pulled it out, I went into the coffee shop, and I, because we have coffee every morning, it's about 6 o'clock in the morning, and uh, I walked in there, and I told them there are about eight or nine of them there, and I said, do all y'all have this amount of money on you? 
And I said, pull out your bill folds and you put this amount of money on the table. <laughs> and they did. I said, because I've got something I'm going to give you for that amount of money. And uh, they all put it out there, and I went back out to the truck, and I pulled it out, and they said, oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so you are brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I hope. <laughs> you hope. Well, the title of the book is Whitey on the Ranch. The author is Staten Weldon. Staten, tell us how to get your book. Well, my book can be gotten through from Arthur House, and I think at Barnes and Noble. And there's several places that you can get it. I just don't. It hasn't been distributed to any stores such as Hastings bookstores or anything like that. But people can order it. If they go into these stores, they can ask for it and and they can order it. Right. Well, thank you so much for being on Author Talk. We really enjoyed it. Well, I enjoyed it, too, and I thank you very much. That was Staten Weldon. He is the author of his children's book, Whitey on the Ranch. You're listening to Author Talk. We'll be back right after these messages. Hey, you living the dream like Nina and Cindy? Sweet jeans are made of the Were you shocked by the Chuck E. Cheese calamities, diaper dilemmas, and major mom minivan mishaps? Then get ready to share it with Living the Dream Moms with Nina Fry and Cindy Schmitzer, Thursday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central on Toginet. And as Nina and Cindy say, if you're thinking it, we're saying it. It's your chance to discuss, share, and learn from two moms who have been there, done that, and got the t-shirts. Check out their website, ltdchix.com. Living the Dream Moms is all about all things moms have to deal with daily. Nina and Cindy are two ordinary frazzled moms who admit when they need help and do their best to research and discuss topics that are not always talked about. Living the Dream Moms are just two real women who are discussing the trials and tribulations and triumphs of everyday mom lives. You are not alone. It's Living the Dream Moms with Nina Fry and Cindy Schmitzer. Thursday mornings at 10 Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. What's your story? Are you living it? Well, you could be. It's What's Your Story with Hillary Bilbrey. Friday mornings at 10 Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Her passion is helping others discover, create, and live their personal brands. Yep, you heard me. You have a brand. No different than Coke, Pepsi, or Nike. You are a walking, talking, living, breathing brand. You're not a logo. You're not a tagline. The choices you make become the path you take. This is your brand. Now, live your story. Your brand is not just what you say it is. It's also what others say it is. So what are you communicating? And how can you create an authentic brand? We'll take on these challenges with What's Your Story? Every week, Hillary will feature teens, moms, and organizations that are learning and living their story. Now, her passion is to help others discover, create, and live their personal brands. To find out more, go to inspiredbyfamily.com. It's What's Your Story with Hillary Bilbrey. Friday mornings at 10 Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Author Talk, brought to you by Author House. Helping authors publish, promote, and sell their books around the world. The title of the book, Cooking with Healthy Girl. Everyday recipes made healthy. And the author is Mandy Potter, and Mandy joins us now on Author Talk. Hello, Mandy. Hi, Steve. Well, I just think we you? ought to postpone the interview, and you ought to make something for us. But the only problem is, I don't know how we you'd get it to us, but it sounds like it's something <laughs> we ought to do. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could send it to you through the phone. <laughs> yes, that would be fun. And, and I'll, have this, to, I'll have to make something that I can put in a box and send to you. How about that? <laughs> and this, ladies and gentlemen, is about... Like she has in her subtitle, Everyday Recipes Made Healthy. Now, most people would say that's not possible. Now, yes, why, why did you suddenly, or, or this, has this been a work in motion for a long time that you just knew you had to share all these great recipes of made healthy? Yes, yes. I, um, about four years ago, I, I was overweight and, and just needed to make a change, but I just, I knew the diets out there wouldn't work for me. I've tried them and, you know, you, you gain 10, you lose 10, gain 20, and it just, it just doesn't work. And so 
I just wanted to make simple changes that I could to the foods we eat at home every day that my whole family can eat and um, and started working on that. And then I would have some friends come over and we would have kind of a girlfriend night and I would make dinner for them and tell them the changes I made. And it was just a fun thing that all of us were just getting kind of healthy and talking with one another and and everyone's like, you've got to get these recipes out to everyone because it's just a little secret that needs to get out. And so I started, you know, just kept going and, and a couple of years, you know, passed. And um, then I kind of started working on the book and this is, this is what came from it. Well, and you not only lost some weight, you lost 85 pounds. I mean, we're talking right. about a, a major weight loss and also you've kept it off. Right. Yes. And that's one of my big things is I, you know, I hate that the yo-yo that you do with the weight loss, weight gain, loss, weight gain, that's not, you know, that's not very healthy for your body. And I didn't want to do that. And, you know, having my dessert once a week and and having my meat and potatoes and, you know, doing things like that, I don't crave that. So I don't crash. And, you know, I get everything I want. I, I eat chocolate every day because I have it in my chocolate oatmeal. And, I, you know, and I was just talking to someone earlier, and I said, you know, it's amazing to say, I eat chocolate every day, and I don't crave it. <laughs> you know? They're like, I need that recipe. <laughs> well, when you talk about healthy, you usually don't hear the words tasty and good portion size and easy to make and everyday common ingredients. You don't usually hear that along with healthy. Correct. And that was something that it's just, it had to be for me. I, you know, I'm not going to eat something that's bland and neither are my children or my husband. And when I make a meal, it's going to be for my whole family because who has time being in the kitchen all the time? And, um, you know, it's, it's just something that was very important to me. And then I didn't want to be hungry. Now, there are appropriate sizes. We're not going to get to eat, uh, you know, four servings of, uh, you know, spaghetti pie. But um, they're, you know, they're big enough. You know, we, we do such small changes within that recipe while we're making it, but they're big enough that when you walk away from the table, you're satisfied. And it's just that was just something that was very important to me. You talk about adding the good fat and mm-hmm. taking away the bad fat. Now, right. boy, that sounds so simple, and maybe it is. Maybe that's what you've it done is. here. You've just simplified it. Yes, and, and it's very true. That's right. It, is, it, is a, it was a very simple thing that um, just changing my oils and adding all extra virgin olive oil instead of butter in some dishes or adding canola oil in, instead of all butter in, in my baking dishes, just doing some simple changes and, you know, and trying and testing many different forms of it, I was able to find the correct um, ratio of butter to oil and get it to where my chocolate chip cookies taste great and, and they taste buttery and creamy and you're just going, <laughs> but there's not saturated fat in it, which is those fats that you know hurt your body. So, so yeah, that's that's something. And that the taste is and the taste is so important to us. I mean, we're we're just. Yeah. I mean, that's just being human, right? I mean, it's got to yeah. taste good if you're going yeah. to eat it on a regular basis. And it needs to look like the dish and still. look. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because we all eat with our eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've so, just, yeah. you've just got uh, a book loaded with recipes and beautiful pictures. I saw the pictures, and I, I you know, I told you right when I called you. I'm I'm hungry already just <laughs> looking at the pictures. Yes, the pictures. I had a very good friend who she's a she's a um, photographer, and she came down, and we would I would make four or five dishes a day that we knew we were going to put in the book, and she would take the pictures, and and she is just phenomenal. I mean, she took wonderful pictures, and that's exactly it. Whenever I said to her. And I want people to be hungry when they see these. <laughs> <laughs> well, it worked. And she did it. <laughs> yeah, she did a great job. Yes. You also not only uh, you you also you have the recipes, but you also have menus and a grocery list. Uh, I mean, that's yes. real different. That was very important to me because you know I plan a menu every week, and I you know, I stick with it. I make my grocery list. I grocery shop. You know, the same day every week, and. It just makes it very easy for me to make sure. I know what I'm making today. I know what I'm making tomorrow. I, you know, I, it's very convenient. And when you can just go to the grocery store one time, taking the extra time to make a menu and a grocery list is going to save you tons of time. And it's going to help you to where you know I'm cooking healthy every day this week. And I already know what I'm doing. So 
even though I'm at school until five o'clock at night, I can get home quickly, make this dish, and then get it on the table, and all my, you know, my whole family's eating healthy. I wanted just to make sure that people had the start. You know, this is a good start for people, so that if they, you know, if they're somebody's just starting out, they can they can see this menu and grocery list, and it helps them to learn how to do that. And a lot of people think healthy. They immediately think, well, I've got to go buy organic food, which is expensive. <laughs> yes. Yes, and I live in a small town, and, you know, we just have some local stores, and I just, it was very important to me that I could, all my recipes, if I can find it, then I know most of everyone can find, you know, the ingredients in those recipes, and it was just, it was just something that I lived by, because I have so many different cookbooks that I get, and I'm just like, that recipe sounds great, but I'm never going to be able to make it, because I'm never going to see the products that are in it, you know, so... That's why, you know, common everyday ingredients. And then the other important thing for me was with the ingredients, if I buy something, I'm going to use it all because who wants to waste money? And so I, you know, I just made sure, you know, when I buy a whole wheat bag of flour, then I, I use every bit of that. I did not waste any money. And I, it kind of goes for every ingredient that I purchased. You also say, lastly, I use the everyday comfort meals that I grew up on. We all have those meals in our minds that mom used to make, that grandma made, and we want those. And usually yeah. they were loaded. Oh, <laughs> Back then yeah. they were yeah, loaded I, with fat. <laughs> I have some very, very near and dear to me recipes in here that I did grow up on that were loaded. I mean, it was just amazing how much was in there. And it's you know, and it's not just the, the calories and the fat. It's also the sodium that I watch mm, in the car yes. because, right. you know, when you start buying the processed foods, it's amazing how fast the sodium adds up, too. And so, um, so yeah, the, the comfort foods, it was, it was a must. I mean, I had to have my comfort foods. <laughs> so, and that's what, you know, one everyone always asks me about is my spaghetti pie because they know my mom would make spaghetti pie in our house, and it was just something that, we would all just be very excited over. And, and so it was fun when I changed her recipe around and uh, had her come down to try it. So, and she was just like, oh, I have a new spaghetti pie version. <laughs> well, for breakfast, how's this sound, folks? Apple muffins, cherry almond muffins, mocha nut muffins, raspberry muffins, peach muffins. Oh, <laughs> You don't yes. have to go any further. And then there's a whole long list of other kinds of breakfast stuff. So, I mean, when you hear those kinds of of uh, words describing breakfast, you go, how could that be healthy? Right. And, you know, when it comes to muffins, I do, like I said, I do the small changes, you know, adding canola oil and whole wheat flour, which is, you know, not, just finding the right proportions of what you need to add in there, and it just makes a huge difference. And then not as much sugar. There is so much sugar in everything that Mm. you can take some away and put, you know, apples in there and, and it's absolutely delicious, and you taste the apples. You don't just taste a big bite of sugar. So, um, and muffins are just, they're a fun thing that we have in our house that we can make up and have for three or four days and grab if we're, you know, if we're having a busy morning, trying to get the kids to school, we you know, grab a muffin. And breakfast is very important. My kids know they're not allowed to go to school without breakfast in their bellies. So that was something that definitely needed to be in the book because I didn't used to eat breakfast when I was unhealthy. I I was not a breakfast eater, and then after all the research I did, it was amazing how important breakfast can be for you. So, so yes, so breakfast, and I eat every morning my chocolate oatmeal that's in the book, and that's why I said I, I eat chocolate every day because <laughs> I love oatmeal, and that's just something that um, I just stress to everyone because oatmeal is just such an important food for me. Well, I grew up on meatloaf with brown gravy and green bean casserole. <laughs> And boy, and that, I got the recipe for you. Yeah, that, there you go. And, and hear it again, folks. This is uh, everything you ever wanted to taste because it's just like mom made, but it's healthy. That's right. <laughs> we just made a few minor changes that are not going to make uh, you know major changes in your house. Minor changes makes it all better. <laughs> So how did you come up with these minor changes? How, how did you understand what needed to be done 
just a little bit to just change that meal that was unfortunately before not as healthy into something that is really healthy? Well, I did a lot of research. It's amazing how much information you can find on the Internet. And um, I just, you know, I, I went to the library, got some books about body, nutrition. I, you know, I discovered all I could because when I was jumping into it, I, I jumped head, you know, head first. This is, this is going to be a change I was going to make, and, and I'm not just going to, you know, halfway do it. I wanted to make, you know, understand everything. I didn't want to just buy whole wheat flour. I wanted to understand why I needed to buy whole wheat flour, and so I just, you know, I learned what you know different, different things do for your body, and um, just just try to learn what's what's best for your body. And so um, a lot of it was just me researching, and then I, you know, I would have the kids sit in the kitchen with me, and and you know, when we hold up a carrot, I'd ask them, you know, what does this do? You know, I wanted them to learn with me. So it was it was a big fun family learning experience too, because you know, my my children are seven, and so. I wanted them to start young because the younger you can start in learning healthy, the, the better off you're going to be. So, so, yeah, a lot of it was just a, a research and learning and, and uh, just finding all the information I could find out about, other, about the, the nu- nutrients in your body. We're talking about breakfast, uh, main entrees, side dishes. We're talking about dessert. <laughs> and a lot of them here. There's a, my goodness, let's see, from page uh, 187 to 229, all desserts. All right. <laughs> and Dessert chocolate chip important. cookies right there. Chocolate chip cookies, everyone. All you ladies, chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> and kids. Yes. Yes. I, dessert was something that I knew I wasn't going to be able to live, well, live without. I had a sweet tooth, and it was not going to go away just because I wanted it to. And so I just kind of, you know, made a deal. Okay, once a week, we are going to, and, and it was kind of a family thing again, we are going to come up with one dessert, all four of us would take our turns. So once a month, each one of us would have our one dessert. And um, and I would, I researched it, I found out everything that was in it, and then I would just go to town and start working on it. And sometimes I get it on the first try and sometimes I get it on the sixth try. But soon enough, we would have the dessert tasted, if not the same, but better than the original one with less calories, fat, sugar, carbs, you know, all that, that stuff that just, you know, desserts are loaded with. So, um, so yeah, so desserts were something that, and it, and it had to taste the same or better. That was, that was just the, the topping on the cake, I guess you can say, for desserts. And that really makes it a treat because a treat isn't a treat if you have it all the time. Yes, yes. And my whole family looks forward to it. it you know, they know that it's dessert day and we get excited because it's dessert day. And, and, you know, and so now my children are, you know, they're not, it's not something that oh, you can never have or, you know, it's, it's something that's fun and exciting. And, and that's what I want food to be for them. Not, not a bad negative thing, but, but a fun, good, exciting thing. We're looking at so many different recipes here. I'm just, uh, as I say, just looking at this from vegetable beef stew, steak, stir-fry, pepperoni pizza. you got to be kidding me. <laughs> anyway, uh, sweet and sour chicken, barbecue sandwiches, turkey breast with vegetables and gravy, uh, broccoli rice, green chili rice. Boy, you're big in rice, aren't you? That's, that's, yes. that's really good, yes. isn't it? Oh, yes. I, I like my rice. And rice is such a good hearty meal, a, a side dish that can go with your meal. So, so yes. yes, rice was important for me, too. <laughs> well, Cooking with Healthy Girl, Everyday Recipes Made Healthy is the title of the book uh, for anyone who has tried and failed to stay on a diet or cook healthy meals with their family to eat. Mandy Potter is the author, and Mandy is a product of her success. She's lost 85 pounds, kept it off, and still having a lot of fun cooking in the kitchen because she knows she is providing healthy meals for herself and her family. So congratulations, Mandy. Thank you. Tell us how to get your book. Um, You can get it um, through a couple different places. Um, The first one I have is... My website, I have a website that has actually 
Um, I write information on it. I have video, cooking videos that I do. Um, a lot of them are from the book. And uh, it's cookingwithhealthygirl.com. And you can also get it at authorhouse.com. Um, I think Barnes & Noble, different places like that have it also. But I have links on my website. And if you go to my website, like I said, you'll get, um, I have a healthy dinner week where you can get seven seven entrees and sides and I have a breakfast and a dessert to go with it and grocery list. And so, um, so yeah, lots of helpful information to get everyone started. Well, thank you, Mandy, for being on Author Talk. Thank you. I was, I was very pleased to be here. It was, it was nice and fun to talk with you. That was Mandy Potter. She is the author of her book, Cooking with Healthy Girl, Everyday Recipes Made Healthy. You're listening to Author Talk. We'll be back right after these messages. People think I've made it. I'm popular. I seem happy all the time. I have great clothes and I'm involved in everything. But I have questions, doubts, and fears just like every other teenager. That's why I'm glad for Teen Talk Radio, where it's all about choices. Join us for Teen Talk Radio with Nicole O'Dell, Thursday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. The choices we have to make that can alter the course of our lives. Life is too much pressure if we try to go it alone. I tune in to Teen Talk Radio with Nicole O'Dell every week to get reminded that I'm not alone. Nicole O'Dell is an expert on what happens in the lives of teenagers. Join her as she deals with topics like peer pressure, purity, drugs, alcohol, and many other things that might come up along the way. She writes books and speaks to people all over the place, but she says her favorite moments are when she can pull up a chair and chat with teens about what's important to us. For more information on Nicole and her books, go to NicoleO'Dell.com. Then join us for Teen Talk Radio with Nicole O'Dell, Thursday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet.com. Teen Talk Radio, where it's all about choices. The American Rock and Roll Countdown with Alex Price. So where were you in the 1970s? Well, this Saturday morning, we're going to flash back to the 70s as we count down the classic hits with the American Rock and Roll Countdown. You'll hear news and information and stories about the artist and what was going on during the specific week that we highlight. So be sure to join us at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time this Saturday on Toginet for the American Rock and Roll Countdown. The American Rock and Roll Countdown on Toginet. Welcome back to Author Talk, brought to you by Author House. Helping authors publish, promote, and sell their books around the world. The titles of the books, The Foundation for Success, Love, Volume 1, and the Daily Faith Devotional Journal. And the author is Dr. Jerome Spriggs, and Dr. Jerome Spriggs joins us now on Author Talk. Hello, Jerome. Hello, Steve. How are you? Thank you for having me. Well, it's a thrill to have you here because you have this formula for success and it has a spiritual foundation with it. And so before we get into the details, I want to just read a couple things, what you've written about your foundation for success. And then we'll also talk about what I call the workbook, the application, uh, the Daily Faith Devotional Journal. But here's what you have written about your book. Are you tired of failure? Are you ready to succeed? The honesty of the content sets this book apart from all others in its class. If you develop the love of God, you will succeed. But if you don't, you will not succeed. That's brief and right to the point. So why write this book and why put together this program for success, Dr. Spriggs? Yes, that's an excellent question. Thank you for asking that question. I was inspired to write this book because I wanted to show and reveal to people that they could succeed and there was a key to succeeding in any area and every area of their lives, be it financially or socially or emotionally in their relationships, in our finances, business, in our relationships with our families, whatever the case may be. And the key is to develop in the love of God. So this book was specifically written to anyone who desires to succeed in any area of their lives. So the appeal would be very widespread to many different individuals, be it a working professional to a single mother. And you say the wonderful thing about the love that comes from God is that he doesn't discriminate. That is correct. The love of God is universal and it's everlasting. 
And that's the wonderful thing about the love of God, is that he loves all of us the same, and he loves all of us unconditionally. So you believe that every person who wants to succeed, we need to have a deeper understanding of what you call the matchless, eternal, unstoppable love of God. That is correct. That is correct. And the love of God is developed by spending time with him in relationship. Any relationship that we desire to develop must be spent by must be developed by spending time with that particular individual. Would you agree? Definitely. So I believe that if we spend time in the Word of God on a daily basis, you'll develop your heart and your ear to hear from Him, and you'll begin to receive the instructions necessary to succeed in any area. So by developing this relationship, by reading His Word, you're really uh, getting to know His thinking. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about some highlights from the book. Uh, You talk about four benefits of walking in love. Uh, Number one is financial prosperity. Two is physical health. Three is long life, length of days. And four, eternal life, the promise of everlasting life. Let's talk about financial prosperity. Give us some uh, details about that. Sure. Well, the Word of God is built on spiritual laws, which means that they'll work for anybody who applies them and puts them into practice. So, for example, financial prosperity works by the law of seed time and harvest, which says that if you give, you'll receive based on the seed that you've sown. So God wants every one of us blessed financially, and he doesn't discriminate in who he'll bless. He'll bless anybody who decides to operate in obedience to his law, which is to give. The key word there is obedience, it sounds like. Yes, that's correct. Obeying the spiritual laws, which is the commandment of love, will cause a believer or will cause an individual who's practicing them to succeed in that area. So where financial prosperity is concerned, obedience to give will cause the law to work and allow that individual to receive as a result of the blessing that comes from it. Give us a little highlight of long life, length of days. We all want to live a long life. (laughs) We certainly do. You know, there are a lot of products on the market for uh, youthful skin or rejuvenation of your youth and and, and returning back to that that youthful time when you had more energy and, and things of that nature. God has a plan for length of days and long life, and it is for his people to walk in love. If you walk in the love of God on a daily basis with everyone that you come in contact with, it will affect your health and how long you live and the condition of your life on a daily basis. You also talk about the hindrances to love. You say there are five of them. There's pride, fear, doubt, unbelief, the spirit of offense, enemy of love. So let's, let's just talk about pride. Sure. Pride was actually the enemy that got Lucifer kicked out of heaven initially. So we know that pride goes before a fall, and it causes us to begin to operate against what we were originally created to do and to be. So originally God created man to walk in love toward him. But if we allow pride to creep in, it will hinder our love and it will cause us to fall and fail where we were supposed to succeed. It will invite the curse instead of the blessing. So it's that kind of uh, pride that says, I know better than God. I'm smarter than God. That's correct. And that mindset is what hinders your love from causing your faith to be effective, therefore yielding a result of failure as opposed to success. And of course, fear, the opposite of love, is a great hindrance to love. Absolutely. I mean, many people are even afraid to say the words, I love you. And I know I went through a period in my own life where the Lord was teaching me how to love and the process of loving. You know, we don't know something until we receive knowledge concerning it so that we can operate in it. And fear always comes from a spirit that did not come from God. So anytime you're afraid of anything in any area, afraid to express your love in a particular area, or afraid to step out to do something that you've always desired to, maybe start a business or 
um, something in a relationship to express yourself in love, to give something, because you're afraid of rejection. All of us have faced this hindrance, and we must overcome it. And you say this uh, very personal statement. It, it sums up what you just talked about. I have had many successes in life, and I have made my fair share of mistakes, but this truth I have learned. Love never fails. <laughs> that truth that's found in the Word concerning love, it's 1 Corinthians 13, verse 8, which says, Charity never faileth. That's the love of God that's working on the inside of a person. Once you develop this relationship with God in love, He will never allow you to fail, and you will always overcome any obstacle that comes in your path. You also make the statement that all things are possible to them that believe. That is true. That's another spiritual law. We spoke of laws earlier. Anytime you choose to walk in love, it will cause your faith to be effective. Your faith will work because of your love. So at the point of walking in love, anything that you're believing God for now will become possible to you. Well, let's talk about the daily application, the, the, uh, the assistance that you provided the reader that he can take the foundation for success, Love Volume 1, and turn it into daily activity. You have the Daily Faith Devotional Journal. Now, why did you develop this? Yes, I was inspired to make this product available to all of my readers because I discovered that many people may not even read their Bible except for once a week. I mean, they might go to church on a Sunday morning or uh, whenever they attend their service, and they might not spend any time in the Word of God throughout the remainder of the week, but there are seven days in that week. So I wanted to give them something that would aid them, some type of a tool, a guide, for them to be able to spend time in the Word on a daily basis and truly cultivate and develop that personal love relationship with the Lord for themselves. So every day is broken down into activities, and I guess every day is the same. At the top you have word, thought of the day. Now where did you come up with these? Are these uh, scripture verses, or are these just thoughts that you've put together? Yes, Steve, that's an excellent question. Um, yes, there are verses that I use for each day of the year. You know, one word will get you through the entire day, one word from God. And he desires for us to meditate on the word daily because it keeps us conscious that he is love and that he loves us. So some days we use a scripture. Other days we may use a quote, something to keep your mind set on love. On the... On the activity line, daily reading, it says read seven chapters per day. So what are we reading? Yes, you can choose whatever version of the scriptures is most easily understood for you. I have several suggestions on the rear cover of the book that suggest what type of versions of the Bible that you might want to read. The King James Version, the New King James Version, the Amplified Version, the Message Bible, or the New Living Translation, all of which are wonderful Bibles to read, some of which are study Bibles. And if you read up to seven chapters a day, you can read the entire Word of God in 365 days throughout the year. You also have a line that says, with the blank space, goals for the day. Yes, the goals for the day section is for anything that you might be desiring to achieve throughout the course of that day. So you can write down your particular goal after you spend your time in fellowship with the Lord for that day so that you can release your faith while you're walking in love throughout that 24-hour period. And is Galatians 5, 22 and 23, is that on every day of the month? Yes, that's on every day throughout the course of the year. Why don't you and read that for us? Quote that for us. Absolutely. Galatians 5, 22 and 23 reads, this is the King James Version, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Well, that gives us plenty to work on each day because the very next line says fruit cultivated today and that it has a blank space to, I guess, assess how we did that day in one of these fruits of the Spirit. 
That is correct. I would suggest just choosing one particular fruit during that day. You know, you'll have enough opportunities that arise throughout the course of the day from the time you rise in the morning to focus on and to meditate on developing just for that period of 24 hours. So I suggest that each individual reader pick at least one fruit per day to cultivate. One day you may choose love. You're just going to walk in love with everyone you come in contact with. You're going to choose not to be offended no matter what occurs. The next day you might choose peace, which means that you'll make a decision to keep your mind stayed on the Lord throughout the course of that day and not allow anything to rob you of your peace. The following day you may choose joy and so forth. And then also on every day there is room, some blank space for notes, just, I guess, some personal feelings or some personal inspiration. Absolutely. This section may be used for prayer requests or for any type of heart desire that you might release your faith for or upon that particular day. Let's say, for example, you're trusting God to do something in the area of your finances. Well, it's a good idea to write that down in your journal so that as you release your faith for it, you can revisit that particular request months later after the Lord has manifested that promise to you and that it's come to pass, so you can see how long it's taking you for your faith to manifest. You say the one thing you want readers to learn and take away from your book is this very important principle, God is love and He loves us. Very simple, but obviously very powerful. Absolutely. God is love. First John 4 and 8 says that God is love. So as we're walking in the love of God, what you're really walking in is God himself. And when we choose to operate in obedience to the commandments of love, there is no hindrance and there is no weapon that is formed against us that can prosper. Dr. Spriggs, do you have a website? Yes, I do have a website. Our website is www jeromespriggs.com. We also have a Facebook page, which is facebook.com, Jerome Spriggs. And I also have a Twitter account. Feel free to join us and follow us there, twitter.com, Jerome Spriggs. And Spriggs, everyone, is spelled S-P-R-I-G-G-S, Spriggs. Well, how do we get your book? I imagine we can get it at your website. Absolutely. You can purchase the products there at our website. JeromeSpriggs.com. We also have the products available through Author House, which is our publisher. That's AuthorHouse.com. You can do a keyword search, Jerome Spriggs, and pick up both of our projects today. Well, we want to thank you, Dr. Jerome Spriggs, for being on Author Talk. Excellent. Thank you, Steve, for having me. That was Dr. Jerome Spriggs. He is the author of two works one, The Foundation for Success, Love, Volume 1. And the Daily Faith Devotional Journal.